the pandemic was very scary for me. I have, like, respiratory issues already, so I was like, oh, this is going to be terrifying, like, if I get it. Um, so learning, like, coping mechanisms to, like, cope with that anxiety and that stress will really, like, help me in the long term. Welcome to WFSU's Perpetual Pandemic Podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. The pandemic has been tough for people already struggling with health problems, particularly mental health. 21-year-old Hannah Blevins is a senior at Florida State University. I feel like it's a little bit harder to like, not only like be a student, but like be like a student with like mental illness at this point, because like it's so much harder to like see those professionals. Um, Cause like I have anxiety, so like I, I'm like always worried, <laughs> but it's so much harder to like go to like therapy or like go to like a counseling center because you have to do it like over Zoom. So it just feels like weird. Now imagine going into the pandemic with serious mental and physical health problems. I am 33 years old and about two years ago, in August of 2018, I was diagnosed with stage 2B breast cancer. Alexandra Glorioso is a healthcare reporter based in Tallahassee. She left her job with the news outlet Politico during the pandemic. She recently founded a media company and blogs in blunt detail about her life, including her cancer diagnosis. And oh yeah, she squeezed in a wedding during the pandemic. We spoke via Zoom. I've been in remission since March of 2019, and I finished active treatment in June of 2019. And I just noticed I had this like brewing mental health crisis after treatment ended. I felt really sick, very mentally unwell, very burned out, like I was tumbling into this pit of despair. And I kept reporting and working until the 2020 session ended in March. And I took medical leave for four months and basically decided at the end of that leave, I was still unwell and I wasn't going to be able to go back to work full-time as a journalist at that point. So you went into the pandemic as someone who was the epitome of already struggling with health issues, immune system issues, the stress of cancer, the stress of recovery. How did the pandemic change the way you were dealing with all of that already? It kind of like put it into hyperdrive. Lawrence and I, Lawrence Maurer is my husband. He works for the Tampa Bay Times. We were for two years putting our lives on hold. If we can just get through treatment, if we can just get through the wedding, if we can just get through the legislative session, everything started with if we can just get through X. When the pandemic hit, you know, we had already been living indoors for two years. We didn't go places because I was sick. We were waiting for this coming out period where we got married and like kind of reintroduced ourselves to the world. And when that never came, my depression got so bad. It was so hard to see out of that. I think that I went into severe crisis mode and you know, I started thinking very strategically, almost like if you were in a zombie apocalypse or something, 
you know, I started hoarding all our money. I started like pulling all of our money out of retirement accounts and putting it in different accounts and paying off all our debt with our wedding money. You know, we made really hard decisions in the beginning about how to basically stabilize ourselves so that if I had to leave my job, which seemed obvious at that point, you know, what could we do? Yeah, you've been pretty forthcoming about everything you guys have gone through. You've got a new blog where it seems like you're channeling some of what you've been dealing with. Yeah, I do. I have a new blog. It's called Life Inside. And I did found a media company last month called Bardow Press. Essentially, I think that healthcare reporting needs to change. I think that I want to do a different kind of style of reporting, which is more kind of guerrilla style where I keep it extremely personal. Don't focus on the politics too much because I don't think it's really been that healthy for us as a society. And you just kind of focus on what is happening to the patient? Why is all this stuff so overwhelming? And you start to break down the burden of the healthcare system, the burden of the pandemic, the burden of the isolation. That is sort of what I'm trying to get my arms around in this blog. I want to ask you about anxiety. Is that something that you have found yourself dealing with a lot? Yeah, I've always had crippling anxiety. My therapist calls it anxiety with a capital A. I had been diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder when I was 27 years old. I was just starting my graduate program at Columbia University for my master's in journalism. And my older brother is really mentally ill. He lives in a nursing home in Ohio right now. Growing up in my house was pretty difficult as a young child because there was a lot of mental illness with him and others and a lot of substance abuse. And to kind of evolve into an adult after that, I had to confront PTSD from my childhood. And one of the symptoms of PTSD is anxiety with a capital A. It has this way of trapping you in the past, of making you feel like you'll never get out of this overwhelming sensation you're feeling. It has a way of making time slow down so that you can really feel all over your body the ticking of time. It has really been a difficult one for me to come overcome in my life. And if I could give other people some advice, I would say maybe invest in talk therapy before you invest in drugs. I've never found pharmaceuticals helpful. I was prescribed clonazepam this summer when I was in a really bad place, which is an anti-panic drug. It did nothing for me. It's the standard of care. And I had a really horrendous withdrawal on it that I was caught surprised by. It made my anxiety much worse. So if you feel overwhelmed, if you feel anxious, I would recommend talking to somebody. Talk to your spouse, talk to your pastor, talk to your neighbor, talk to your parent, talk to your therapist if you have access to one. Obviously, you've been through a lot. There have been a lot of discussions about how the isolation many people are feeling is impacting their mental health. What would you say just to, to the average person who maybe hasn't had it so hard and maybe they don't get why this could be a serious mental health issue for a lot of people just 
this pandemic, this quarantine, this isolation? Uh, yeah, I think it's a great question. People, I think right now are kind of where we were four months ago because we were already in the throes of a crisis at home when the pandemic hit. So when it hit us, it hit us very fast. And now I think people are starting to catch up to where we were. And if I could give some basic advice, it would be save your money, fight with your doctor about the prices and about your care and stop drinking at home. Alcohol is a depressant. I used to drink a lot. I'm a reporter. My husband used to drink a lot he's a reporter. It's one of the main ways we source and we stop drinking at home. We buy alcohol. Sometimes if we have guests over on the back deck, it's rare. We try to drink it only on the weekends. And for the most part, we only drink when we go out and we go out when we can sit outside. It has done wonders for us. We play a lot more games, you know, Catan, we're playing this Lord of the Rings game right now, we play a lot of cards. Monopoly Duo is out people, it's pretty good. I just hope we can continue to do that because I think one of the benefits of the pandemic is that people are home more and they're home with their families more. And if you have a safe, stable place to be, it can be a silver lining. Alexandra's parting advice is to advocate for your health care because nobody will care more about your health than you. How has the pandemic impacted your life? Let us know on WFSU Media's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're taking Thanksgiving off, then we'll be back with more of the Perpetual Pandemic podcast. For WFSU News, I'm Gina Jordan.